Welcome to PharmaTalk Radio. I'm Danny McCarthy. Today, I'm speaking with Kathy Vanderbilt of Oracle Health Sciences about their response to COVID-19 and their partnership with Jabara Research and Wake Forest Baptist Health. Ms. Vanderbilt is the Global Head of Clinical Innovation for Oracle. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you, Danny. It's nice to be here. I would love to know a little bit about your role at Oracle Health Sciences and what you do. I have been with Oracle just about a year and a half, and uh, as part of innovation with the Health Sciences uh, Global Business Unit, I'm responsible for research, um, so I understand what the industry needs and also what current state they're in. And then once I've better understood that, then I work with the leadership within the health sciences and we decide what to build, what to purchase or who to partner with in order to provide the necessary capabilities to the industry. With respect to that, I also bring views from various parts of the business uh, based on the sort of the context and also with the team. So many of us have come either from the industry, like myself, I've come from the pharma industry. I also have a member of my team that have come from healthcare, or we're also looking to bring insights from sites as well as from patients and so forth. So we try and bring that aspect to our organization and also to Oracle. So our conversation today will focus on the partnership that Oracle is engaged in with Javara and Wake Forest. But I think before that, it'd be really beneficial to our audience to understand how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted clinical operations. So can you tell me a little bit about what you've seen? So this may seem like a weird response. Um, So I'm a bit of an optimist. So I actually have seen this as being positive in the sense that it provided a burning platform. So basically a platform for change for clinical development. And I think that needed push that was required to have uh, some of the constituents actually make the necessary changes in clinical research. So it's required people to think differently uh, than they've had to think before. So the fact that depending on what country you're in or what state you're in or where you're actually having to work, Many of us have experienced that we've had to work from home or we haven't been able to go to the necessary um, hospitals or care facilities that we had maybe the luxury or the ability to go to in the past. And so that's required us to think about how are we going to conduct assessments, how are we going to actually conduct a test. And so therefore, we've had to think through those situations and come up with different approaches and different ways in which to get work done. And so thinking through that, we've been very fortunate that uh, at this point in time, we've got the internet, we've got cloud computing, we've got technology, we've got mobile technologies. We've had a lot of components at our fingertips in order to come up with new and different ways in order to do things. And so I actually feel that this push to change Um, has actually been extremely helpful and quite exciting. And though we didn't ask for it, and maybe the timing, which is never perfect, um, has kind of come upon us without um, us knowing that it was going to happen, I think that is really what this has brought us. And I'm actually maybe one of the few people, hopefully not, um, that is sort of excited about this possibility. So that push for change or that innovation is obviously expedited because of 
the COVID-19 pandemic. How do you see that changing the types of innovation we're undertaking or the ways that we're going about it or the speed at which we're going about innovation? What does that look like and what are your thoughts on that? Well, obviously for some people, this happened a lot faster than they perhaps wanted or expected or were ready for. Where I think for others that were already leading in this effort, uh, it provided them an opportunity for them to help others and to also put things in further motion um, that were already in play. I think it also uh, did something else. And I think there's two things that were in play. We had a pandemic and we also needed to rely on others. So I think that there's a benefit of collaboration and working together. And I think both the pandemic and the fact that uh, we all had to do things differently, I'm really encouraged of us pooling our expertise and our knowledge and our resources. And we're seeing lots of examples of that uh, about us actually coming together. And I see that happening both um, not only in the pandemic arena, but also across clinical research. And that is extremely encouraging. Uh, and I also think that we're starting to see the importance of the user experience and the importance of getting insight from the people that are actually having to do the work. And I think that has been a lot more powerful and a lot more insightful. And so we're engaging the individuals in the entire workflow, whether that's the patients or the site staff, as well as the CROs and the sponsors to actually collectively come up with the solution. So rather than doing that as an after fact, it was actually done proactively. And so something we've often talked about, the importance of doing, we actually perhaps were not doing consistently. And therefore this was happening more naturally out of necessity. And so when I sort of observed and really talked to people and and reflect on what's happened, kind of what whether it's you came up with deciding whether there's going to be telemedicine or whether you were going to implement a technology solution or whether you were actually going to change and amend the protocol and actually separate the frequency of the assessments and work with the regulatory authorities and to get all those things approved. I think what was really, really encouraging was these collaborations really looking at the people that were engaged in the process and getting that user input right from the get-go and seeing those as being the powerful approaches that were used to solve the problems. Speaking of collaboration, the topic of today's discussion is a partnership between Oracle, Javara, and Wake Forest. Can you tell me what that partnership is and who stands to benefit? Yes, well, thank you for asking, Danny. So I'm gonna step back a little bit and say that um, our leader, Larry Ellison, um, was very passionate about uh, helping out with the pandemic and uh, with Oracle's expertise and technology and all that we, this is where we could offer our help. Uh, he obviously reached out to uh, the U.S. government, um, which involves the human health services and all the entities that role under that. So the NIH, the CDC, BARDA, FDA, and so forth, and wanted to be able to provide the, that power of uh, that we offer from Oracle to help however we can, knowing that a large amount of information and data and technology could hopefully offer support and help with tackling 
uh, the fight against COVID and, and the pandemic that's before us. So uh, with that offer, what then came out was uh, the therapeutic learning system, which was set up to uh, basically track uh, what physicians were deciding to do to help treat individuals that were uh, infected with the virus and to make that information available uh, so that others can learn and understand uh, what the outcome of those decisions were. So then we uh, understood the importance of surveilling uh, the general community and uh, doing sort of real world studies around you know, how the trends were tracking with their symptoms, were they using their personal protective equipment, what happened when they came in contact with other people that had been tested positive with COVID-19. Thus, that brought us together with uh, Wake Forest Baptist Health and Javara. And they became our advisors for a new component that became part of this platform, which was the patient monitoring system. And they were instrumental in uh, helping us design uh, that component and those features so that we could create a uh, system that was easy for participants to use, uh, both um, on their mobile phones as well as from their computers, could collect that information uh, quite consistently around the country, and then also have the ability, if individuals so choose, to participate in regular testing if that was appropriate and that made sense for them to participate in that. And uh, that also then allowed Wake Forest as well as other organizations um, to conduct uh, these surveillance studies to collect this data real world and be able to uh, make it available not only at the local level, the state level, and the national level, and also provide this information to the CDC and the Human and Health Services. And so it was a multi-level win. We had Wake Forest be able to provide the scientific input um, under the leadership of uh, Dr. John Sanders, as well as uh, Dr. David Harrington. And then uh, with Javara's intimate um, understanding of patient and patient care, and a lot of their work there that they were able to give us really good insight on how to interact with participants that would uh, be able to participate um, in this particular system. And so we were very fortunate and them being able to help us with that, we were able to create a system that uh, the nation could use and, and now it's gonna be expanding globally. And at the same time, uh, there's a platform that they have that they could now conduct their real world study on. With implementing exciting technology, I'm sure comes a lot of consideration, a lot of questions. So what were those conversations like to make sure that whatever technology or whatever systems you were putting out were implementable to be used on the ground, especially in a pandemic where I'm sure you knew everything would be changing and things would be rapidly evolving? Well, one thing I think to keep in mind is that this was, these were unprecedented times. So these systems uh, involved a large number of individuals with an oracle, and then obviously uh, everyone came to bear um, at Wake Forest and Javara as necessary. And these systems from concept to in production were, both of them um, independently, were brought to uh, that state within two weeks, which is very, very 
fast. And, uh, you know, when you think about bringing, you know, cloud technology and large databases and user interfaces uh, and so forth. So that was amazing. And uh, I'm very in awe and very proud of everyone that's involved that in order to make that happen. And so what that really means is just the commitment of, you know, really being very clear about what the requirements are, really looking at outside of yourself and uh, utilizing external uh, references for how you're collecting information and making sure that it is can be used in a broader context. Um, so like, what am I talking about? Well, when you're looking at collecting um, data around symptoms, you know, you're really referencing against the CDC and, and what they're collecting or the World Health Organization and what they're collecting and, and making sure that it can be used in the broader context. And you're actually, uh, believe it or not, you're actually doing a design and, and doing uh, testing sort of the next day and um, reacting to it in real time and, and working through it and really making decisions uh, very, very quickly. And, and what was wonderful is that uh, we were getting access to people very, very, very quickly and getting feedback very quickly uh, due to the nature, obviously, of the pandemic and the dedication and uh, the commitment of everyone was there. So it was a, it's, it still is, it's not over. It's a fantastic experience. And um, it is amazing when, you know, just watching everyone step up and, and everyone just being aligned to make it all happen. And what has the response been? I mean, you mentioned before that it's expanding around the country and then um, globally, what has the response been? Well, thanks for asking about that. So uh, obviously, um, Wake Forest, Baptist Health, definitely led the charge along with Javara uh, Research and uh, were one of the first uh, health systems to get up and running with their study. And they uh, have played a large role with the CDC to get their study approved and successfully expanded across five other healthcare systems within their state. And so there's a national, uh, sorry, excuse me, there's a statewide um, study that's actually running. In addition, there's a national study um, across six healthcare systems that's also running. Um, and also we have additional healthcare systems that are picking up uh, the system to either use it to monitor their population within their healthcare system within the United States. So we're having great uptake. Um, across various states, including Puerto Rico in the United States. We are engaged in conversations globally, uh, and the platform is expanding now um, to other parts of the world, which is also encouraging because not only are we going to have data that's very helpful for the human and health services. And again, I, I'll mention this is their data. It's not our data. Um, we don't have access to the data to help them make decisions in our country here in the United States, but also we're helping other countries do that for their country. And ideally, we'd like to hopefully ultimately get to the place where we can maybe offer data to the World Health Organization. We're not there yet. Um, and then have them be able to um, make decisions on behalf of the world and be able to share. I think that's the power that we could sort of offer. Unfortunately, though our attempts um, through various efforts and various investments, um, we were hoping for this interoperability um, that existed within our healthcare system and within um, our country, 
but the pandemic pro proved that that wasn't that easy. And so with this platform, we provided a mechanism to provide this data sharing and this capability for our government so that they can have access to this information and be able to look at it more holistically and hopefully aid them in making those decisions. And I think for the next few years, the idea of the virtual visit will be very prevalent in both clinical research and then in everyday primary care. How do programs like this and technologies like Oracle's advance innovation in the clinical research market and in the healthcare market at large? Well, I definitely hope this concept of decentralization will persist, and I have confidence it will. And so uh, I really believe that this, this increase in the importance of like sort of the power of, again, the collaboration, which I talked about, the power of the user experience, but I think the power of choice, I believe, is going to start to come up as well. And so there, we can't believe that people are not going to want to still go back in and interact with their uh, healthcare providers, or there isn't going to be a need to go back and interact with their healthcare providers. Uh, there are going to be some things that are best done that way, and uh, there's going to be important to um, provide the capability and the ability for that to happen. However, uh, we have demonstrated that when you do work remotely or through telemedicine and through other means, it does work. It is possible. Patients can be safe. Um, and properly monitored, and you can produce quality information. And so I, I hopeful that this concept of choice will start to materialize, and it will be encouraged that there will be options, and also this uh, remote or decentralized capabilities will be, become more prevalent. And hopefully, if that makes sense and it's appropriate for the care of that particular patient or participant, it will be leveraged. And then the, the healthcare provider will provide it with the necessary tools to make that happen. So to me, it's not necessarily just whether it's decentralized or centralized. It's more that it will be available, it does work, and that there will be more of a, a choice that will be made available to both the healthcare provider and the participant, and it will be the right decision at the right time. Are there other areas in clinical operations that you think COVID will have a lasting impact on innovation-wise? Well, I do. I think we, but I think that there's more investment that might be needed. I think we need to see uh, the protocol design change. I think that became apparent when uh, COVID um, and the pandemic came about and we had to start making some new solutions that one of the things that came out of that was protocol amendments, that people realized that you can't just implement some of these approaches, some of these solutions without significantly or moderately changing your protocol. And so one of the changes I hope and I believe that will come out of this is that the way we design our protocols will change. And, uh, but I do think that will take time. I do think that will take education and we'll need to help um, the industry in order to make that happen. I also think uh, the other thing that will probably come out of this that is the power of real world evidence. 
So that has been a topic for years and years and years and years. And um, it has materialized and it has been around and sort of popped up and then disappeared and so forth. There is a tremendous amount of uh, real world research currently going on. There's a number of clinical trials that are going on and they're both important and they're being done in parallel. And I am optimistic that the value and the power of real world evidence will maybe gain a little more focus and uh, understanding and uh, confidence and perhaps be run uh, more proactively alongside with clinical research and sort of going through this pandemic, the benefits of both um, rather than them being done in sequence, but them being done in parallel uh, are starting to be uh, realized and understood. So those are two of sort of the, 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 I think some of the key changes about sort of how to set the framework. And then I think uh, sort of operationally, I think it's going to come down to the people and their leadership and their knowledge and sort of guiding us through the change. With the industry perched on this pivotal moment and very open to innovation, what is Oracle going to do or is doing already to innovate in light of the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, um, as we talked about um, under the leadership of uh, our key technology officer, uh, Larry Ellison, um, we definitely stepped up and wanted to help and provide a platform um, for our country as well as for the world to provide the data, the information, the learning for uh, the pandemic. And we see doing that uh, long term. In addition, uh, we have been thinking about how to do clinical trials differently. Uh, we uh, have been on this path for some time, uh, really creating another platform to allow uh, the industry uh, really look at how they are doing data collection, how they're doing safety, how they are organizing uh, the work around clinical development. And so uh, having this integrated platform to be able to deal with uh, various data sources um, and really prepare for this possibility of having uh, decentralized uh, capabilities or different data sources or having being able to have a single source and having more flexibility to deal with demands if there's modifications that need to be made and so that is referred to as one and so whether it's safety one or clinical one um, or so forth and so uh, that is here and you know we've been investing more in these platforms um, that are made available and have these various um, capabilities within these platforms, whether it's for the pandemic or whether it's for clinical trials, so that we really can give this agility and this ability for the individuals, regardless of what work they're doing, um, the ability to really uh, deal with the diversity of the work that they're doing and to respond to changes that come up. Because we know that Science brings us new data, it, brings, it requires us to make modifications, it causes us to adjust our course, and we want to be able to empower the people that are doing this to do that with ease, uh, to do that in uh, very short periods of time, to do that quickly, and to do that within their control. And so we're really pleased that not only are we supporting the pandemic efforts that we've talked about, 
but we also have a number of individuals that are also using our platforms to support the, the clinical trial activities that are going on in this space, um, both for vaccines and treatments, but also for other diseases and indications that are in the, uh, this um, development. Well, Kathy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Kathy Vanderbilt is the Global Head of Clinical Innovation at Oracle Health Sciences. You can learn more about their COVID-19 response at oracle.com. For more information about our Farmer Talk radio podcast, please go to theconferenceforum.org. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you so much, Danny. I appreciate the time.